life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. This is our pre-pre-holiday show, so we're going to be talking about all the games that we think are going to be big this holiday season, and why. Joining me today is Nate Woolley, our publisher and business reporter. Nate, hello, how are you hey, doing John. today? Okay, <laughs> how I'm are you? Thank you. How are you this fine day? I'm quite, I'm quite good. I'm all, I'm all looking forward to the, uh, I'm all looking forward to the holiday season. That's the, like the big, the big time in the gaming yeah. industry. The only thing, I'm, st- I'm <laughs> still thing- recovering from Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say the only thing about the holiday season this year is that it started like a month ago. <laughs> so, um, it seems like all the top games uh, came out. Usually, like, we wait, and, you know, a lot of them come out in December, and then some of them come out, you know, right right around Christmas time. Uh, and, in fact, like last year, that was sort of the pattern that they, they followed. We had the... Um, or, you know, and then sometimes you have like the Call of Duty game that comes out like right around Christmas and it's so massive that it scares everybody else into not coming out at Christmas. So they're supposed to come out during the holidays, but instead they're like, oh, we're going to come out in Q1 of next year because they don't want to, you know, come out the same weekend or whatever. But this year, totally different. I mean, uh, Halo was out on like what, the 6th of yeah, November? I think so. Halo 4? Halo 4 was out on the 6th of November, so it's been out for like four weeks at this point. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed 3 was out a long time ago. Um, of course, XCOM, uh, an enemy unknown came out long, long time ago. Uh, even, even before that, that came out in, uh, September. Uh, uh, Hitman Absolution was, was, is already out. Uh, and, uh, of course, Black Ops, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Is uh, is out? Uh, came out like three weeks ago. So a lot of the games that we were talking about being huge over the holidays came out before the holidays. So Nate, you're the business guy. Why is that? Well, you want to get out of each other's way uh, in a time of declining sales, and the sales are declining. You want to make sure you have the exclusive attention of the motivated game buying public. So you don't want your massive thing that you spent eighty million dollars developing competing with somebody else's massive thing. You want people going out to GameStop or going on Steam and only buying your product. You don't want them sitting there going, huh, which one? So it works to, to frankly, both companies' advantage to uh, schedule things. And this is I, – I know I've hit on this in podcasts before, but this is one more way that the game industry mirrors um, the movie industry. Because we see things get out of each other's way all the time. Oh, the new thing from Pixar is coming out? Then Sony says our animated picture is going to come out three months away from that. (laughs) Yeah, you you hardly ever see any more in the movie industry. You hardly ever see where it's like a big weekend and you're like, oh, do I go see the new Spider-Man or the new Batman? (laughs) Because they get out of each other's way because it benefits both teams. Right, right. And and I think in the terms of the game industry and in terms of the games that have come out, uh, they certainly have benefited. I mean, uh, Halo 4, w- w- again, was what, the biggest launch of all time? Not quite the biggest one. I think Black Ops was bigger, but Halo, Halo did mm-hmm. a great job. What did it do? 220 million in its first 24 hours. I mean, that's wow. just ridiculous. That- 
<laughs> yeah, and and you know, Halo Four. I mean, people say that like when they compare it to movies, because obviously when when Halo came out and and when Halo Four came out and when Black Ops. Uh, two came out they they compared themselves to movies and they were like you know no movie has ever come out and been this big no nothing has ever come out and been this big but you know it's it's kind of a different market i mean movies can make money over time but these these video games they they kind of get their big their big pop on opening week and then the sales kind of trail off right you know i mean one of the things you hear about in the coverage of movies and john you and i have both done this distant past um, mm. is you talk about box office and is it going to have legs? You know, is it right. going to drop off by half in week two or will it only drop off by a quarter and be a huge moneymaker? Well, instead of doing that for weeks for video games, you're effectively saying that, is it going to have legs tomorrow? Mm. I mean, what, what, what was yeah. the number I looked up earlier? Um, Halo 4, which is a great game. Um did 220 in the first day and struggled to break 300 in the first week. So that means hmm. day one, 220 million. Days two through seven, 80 million. So it did one third the business over the, the days two, three, four, five, six, seven that it did on day one. Because like the music right. industry, motivated buyers are going to be there that, you know, the first time, you know. You know, ABBA releases another album. You and I are there, right? I mean, right then. <laughs> we're, we're not okay, gonna I'll go with that. I'll you, pretend. You would so okay. totally go see ABBA. Ad, admit it. <laughs> uh, sure, I'd go see them. <laughs> it's true, folks. It's true. John, don't edit this part. I won't. I won't. I don't care. You you can say I like ABBA if you want. They're not a bad band. Uh, my wife likes them a lot more than yeah, I do. Well, she also likes the Beatles too, really an unhealthy amount. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, um, <laughs> yeah, well, you, you were saying you know they only made eighty million in the second. I, there are companies that like that would be their entire year's take, and they would be over the moon. Oh yeah, <laughs> not, don't don't get me wrong. You can be perfectly happy with that, but uh. Halo is essentially a tentpole picture. They need it. Well, Microsoft doesn't need it to do anything. But uh, for the whole concept to work, to put that much money into it, you need it to pop and to pop big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. Um, the, uh, the, the other thing with the, with you were saying about how, how they're getting out of each other's way, is there, is there some of that – because again, this year seems different than than last year, and and there's certainly the year before with all these early releases. Is it is it somewhat a consideration of the economy? For example, there, you know, we 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 like to think that gamers go out and buy every single game, but the fact is, you know, economics wise, you know, there are people, a lot of people who can't afford to buy all six of the top, you know, $60 games, obviously. So they're only going to buy one or two of them. It's kind of, it's almost like early voting. It's like they've already cast their vote for Halo. They've already spent that money. So Microsoft doesn't have to worry about if they're going to decide to buy Halo or they're going to buy Assassin's Creed or whatever, because they've already spent their money on, on the Halo title. Not so much. I mean, you might have something there, but, uh, as long as there's sufficient spacing, I think the really mm-hmm. hardcore gamers, which is what we're talking about, will scrape together the 50 or 60 bucks to buy a, a top flight game as long mm-hmm. as they don't have to do it all at once. 
they'll spend three hundred or four hundred dollars over the course of the year on top games, as long as they don't all happen on the same Tuesday. If if that makes <laughs> sense. Right. So so you're you're saying they're willing to eat ramen noodles for a couple weeks so that they can get that Halo Four in? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, understand. Again, this is one of the spots where the comparison to uh, movies breaks down. Movies are expensive. You know, they're you know ten bucks or something now. I have small kids. I only get to see animated movies in theaters. Um, but uh, a game costs 60 bucks. You know, that's six times that amount. Right, but it can also entertain you for infinitely longer. I mean, a movie's over in two hours or, you know, or like the Bond movie, three hours. Um, was, but, was it but, long? Um, I didn't see it. It was, it was really long, but it was it, you didn't notice it. I mean, you freaking blinked and it was over because it was so freaking good, but it was long. <laughs> I, I know a guy whose response to the Bond movie was, I want to go see it again and again and again. I don't think it was something I want to see again and again and again, but it was it was a it was a fun movie. It was a really good movie. I, I would say it was probably one of the best Bond movies. Um, that's actually that's, that's pretty high praise because some of them are pretty good. Yeah, no, it was good. I like what they did with it. They went back to the old school. They did a lot of old tech. You know, it was it was it was kind of funny. You know, you know the big thing now is heroes are getting old. So you know, Bond had to be like he he's not really good marksman anymore because yeah, basically he's an alcoholic and his hands are shaky and stuff like that. You know, so that was kind of well, funny. That, that to see. goes back to a lot of the stuff in the old uh, Ian Fleming novels. Because mm-hmm. it was constantly hitting on it. He's out of shape, and he's kind of pudgy, and he's having trouble fitting through the air ducts. And, you know. Right. Well, he's not, not anywhere close to being pudgy. Well, no, so I mean, it was kind of like Daniel Craig. You had the kind of suspension of disbelief that Daniel Craig isn't, isn't at the peak of fitness. But, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what they did. So that was, that was kind of neat. I, I like that. It, it was fun. Um, it, it, was an, it was a good movie. I don't. I don't think I would want to – there's not a lot of replay value, which, again, getting back on topic, is, you know, a game, you buy a game. I mean, if you're lucky enough to pick up a game like, say, Skyrim, you know, that has, like, 300 hours worth of play, and that's, you know, and that's and that's going and doing all the side quests and stuff My like that. My wife is still I mean, playing. Oh, yeah. Well, now all the cool DLCs are out. You know, the Dawnguard DLC is out. There's that one DLC where uh, Hearthfire, where you build the little house and raise kids and stuff. So does your wife raise kids inside the game, too? I, I, I have no idea. About. I just avoided it. <laughs> but but there, if you look at the if you look at the amount of money that was paid for that game versus the amount of hours enjoyed, you know, I mean, you're talking like what you're like a quarter a minute or something like that or 10 cents a minute versus a movie, which is much higher. Yeah, I view it more as sucking your life away. <laughs> well, there there is that, but that's what people pay for because they want they want they want that people, to happen. People so. need more in their lives. I guess so, but you're bringing down the holiday show for a gaming company, dude. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> you invited me. That's true. I did. I did because I wanted to talk financial stuff. So, so let me ask you this then. So, you don't think it's so much they're trying to push the holiday back, but, but aren't isn't that what companies are trying to do? I mean, isn't that what retailers are trying to do? I mean, with um, certainly retailers stores open on on Thanksgiving Day to try to get people to come in and get their little super special pre Black Friday buys. Yeah, which I think is ridiculous too. But you know, whatever. Um, certainly retailers want more people in. They want people in their stores buying from them. You know, Walmart wants people there and not at Target. Target wants in there and not at Kmart. Kmart wants in there and not at Kohl's. 
But uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't really, I think, factor in to what we have in the game industry, which is a pretty fanatic group of people. Well, I mean, come on. There are people out there, and you know them and I know them. Hell, some of them are some of our friends who would crawl over glass naked covered in bees to get the new hot game. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's going to stop the people from spending that, whether it's on Black Friday or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like that too with certain games. I mean, I mean, there are people that work for us that are reviewers that like, you know, they look forward to every single game that comes out. Hi, I Todd. look forward to certain games. Yeah, Todd. I was thinking Todd. I didn't want to bring him up, but you know, Todd. Like when when Black Ops came out, you know, um, you know, they got us our review copy pretty quick. But like a week previous, Todd's like, "Do we have it yet? Do we have it yet?" I'm like, "Relax, we'll get it." You know, don't worry. Um, but you know, I I can see that. I'm like that about certain games. I mean, I was certainly. I mean, you know me. When I when we when we uh, go to E3, I always I always. There hasn't been anything for years, but back when there was, I used to always love to go to see the Hitman booth mm-hmm. and see what, you know, Agent 47 was up against. I, I, and so I look forward to that game a lot, and I, you know, I'm probably not the best reviewer for it because I love it so much. He really, he really <laughs> but, does, folks. Oh, man, I just, I just adore I'm that glad game. we stopped you I shaving mean, your head, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I consider Karen it. Karen would have never it, forgiven but, me. You know, and I have to sit there when, you know, Shella calls it misogynistic and stuff, which is true criticism, I have to admit. But, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. But still, it's a, it's a fun game. But, no, I, I can see – I can see – I have a little bit of that fire where it's like I have to I have to get that game. And so uh, that, I, could, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. For, for No, no, no. I mean, I understand. I mean, look, you know my background in uh, in music way back when. I used to do anything to get the new album, you know? <laughs> and I can't really ding anybody for having that level of fanaticism because in the past I've displayed it too. Right, right. No, that's cool. And, and you know, it's what makes the holidays fun. I mean, you know, the holidays – in a perfect world, the holidays are about, you know, family and, and – you know, there's there, there's a religious connotation and everything, and and you know that's the. But really, what what do people really like about the holidays? It's being able to unwrap that present and remembering when you were a kid and you unwrapped the present and how freaking cool it was. You know, about, you know, going to sleep at, about getting stuff. Well, going to sleep at night, it was a whole ceremony, you know, and Santa was coming, and then you rush down in the morning and rip open all your presents and stuff, and you know, it, it that's cool, and that's kind of like how it is for adults. I guess adults just don't like to wait, so they can yeah. buy their their present on November sixth instead of December twenty. I was gonna say the big difference between me and my kids is if I want something, I'll just go get it. <laughs> true, true. So, um, so based on this, uh, Nate, let me ask you. We'll get around to we'll get around to our final question. So, we're not going to debate right here which game is which game is going to be the big winner for the holiday season. I think all the ones that we've mentioned are going to be candidates for game of the year, which we're going to be starting up. Yeah, real soon. I, I'd be surprised if they weren't on the short list at the end. Oh yeah, I mean, I unless mean, unless somebody uh, screws up enormously somewhere along the way. 
No, I think I mean remember we do we do the game of the year awards. We we let the we let our readers vote. So all you people that are listening to the show, you are the academy. You know, when we open it up to you, all you have to do is subscribe to the to the newsletter and you get you get to vote and you get to nominate and vote. You get to No, 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 people. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I think uh, I would I would be very surprised if Halo 4, Hitman Absolution, uh XCOM Enemy Unknown, Assassin's Creed 3, um uh Call of Duty Black Ops 2. If, uh, th- th- I mean, that's probably going to be the five nominees for game of the year most likely, but there 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 are others, but they'll certainly be in different categories too. So, I mean, you know, arguing about that right now is kind of pointless, but but I will how about this, Nate? How about Based on what you've seen, the performance of these games that have already come out, um, do you think this is going to be a good holiday season for the game industry? I mean, this is this is your bread and butter here. This is an economy question. Yeah. I mean, what, what well, do you think? The, the industry has been having some troubles lately. Um, on the other hand, the economic numbers all look pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, the economy is coming back. Don't let anybody lie to you. Everybody's been been talking smack because of the election. Um, <laughs> But at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of these opened big and stayed big. And we had a couple of surprise hits uh, because I think mm-hmm. the money is finally out there, and it hasn't been over the last you know, four or five years. And the industry sure needs a good Christmas season. So I hope so yeah. because you know they have a good year. We have a good year. Yeah, I mean it's it's easy to, it's easy to say if not this year next year, but but I'm hopeful that this year will be a big one too, because because a lot of the guys need it. I mean a lot of uh, a lot of our developer friends, a lot of our publisher friends, even our marketing friends and stuff have you know lost jobs or gotten worse jobs and things like that. So you know it'd be nice for them to to have a really good Christmas mm-hmm. too. Yes, it would. <laughs> I think I think they will. We'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But um yeah well. So happy holidays to you, Nate. If I don't, if I don't catch up with you again before uh, before the uh, the big days ahead. Oh, we'll see each other. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. All right. Well, uh, um, what do you guys think, uh, our listeners out there, about the holiday season? Is this going to be a big holiday season? Is this going to be the one that the industry really needs? And also, you know, since, again, you are the Academy, feel free to weigh in. Do you have any early choices for Game of the Year? Um, we're definitely going to do some Game of the Year shows, but it's not too early to get your thoughts in now. So let us know or ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash gameindustry, and we are on Twitter. You can follow our amazing Twitter feed, which is uh, pretty robust, uh, and that is at uh, just go to Gin, uh, at Gin Lounge. So easy enough. If you're listening to this show, you should be able to find us under the same name on Twitter. Here's hoping. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing. Just type it in as you see it. Okay. Well, Nate, thanks a lot for joining me today, and uh, I will catch you next I'll time. I'll be here. Right here in the Gin Lounge. Take care, everybody, and an early happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you.